1: Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, on a Friday, an hour early. I always talk about I want to get extra time in, want to steal some extra airwaves. So uh, today is that day. And it seems like, Damon, we've done this maybe the last three Maybe the last three Fridays in a row.
2: I was thinking about it today when you told me again on the fly. I was like, man, this is becoming a regular occurrence. Yeah, and that's okay. Maybe, Maybe I should come in on Fridays, <laughs> prepared to come in at one, go right. on at one. And I'm okay with that. I, I,
1: I like that. We like to help out each other around here. Whenever someone needs to step up for someone else, that's what we do. And you know, JT needed to get off a little bit early, so he did. No worries, and that's that's okay. We'll we'll make it happen. And at some point, there'll be a time when I say, hey, uh, Vinny, I need you to come in a little early, or JT, I need you to go a little long, and and you know, we'll work it out. But Today? Here we go, man. It's me and you for the next three hours, so I'm okay with that, and we have an Let's action-packed go. show. You're looking like you are ready to go. You're fired up. You were at the UNLV game last night. I'm not trying to rub salt in your wound because that was a tough loss right there for the Rebels. We'll talk about it at some point in the show. Then you got here early in the morning. You were behind the wheels of steel, you and Danny, for uh, for the morning tailgate with Clay and, uh, and Pritch as they were out and about around town. And now you're here, and so, um, yeah, man. I gotta give you props off top just for being being the trooper that you are right now.
2: You know, like you always say, you gotta be a team player. Doing my part. Do I always say that? Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I thought I always said like you gotta always grind. You always gotta go hard in the paint. There's you no al- stop. You always say you do. Always say that too. I had a
1: uh, there was. It's funny that you mentioned that. There was a guy that uh, is back in Texas. He's a he's a local artist, but he's he's a pretty good little hip hop artist, right? And so I'd always see him around town and. Uh, you know he would he would start talking to me, and then he would always ask me for advice, and I'd just say, "Keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding." That's what I always say, right? That's always... I had
2: that same moment with someone that Did I respect, you? and it was just like, ah, you know, it's like, hey, you're so far here, this, this, that, and the other, all these different jobs. It's like, hey, man, you just got to grind, bro, just grind. And it was just one of those, like, womp, womp, womp.
1: just keep grinding. So anyway, so gonna tell you, kids. Long story short, he uh, he hit me on Twitter yesterday and said, "Hey, man, uh, I just thought about everything that you say every time I see you, which is keep grinding. I think I got one." Uh, so I'm grinding. So I was like, all right, cool. So at least he remembered, you know? So that was cool. So that's what I'm going to tell you. That's the advice I'll give you right now on the air. Keep grinding, young man. Keep grinding.
2: All right, guys. There we go.
1: <laughs> Coming up on today's show, as DeMond didn't really want to take that advice. That's okay. Coming up on today's show at one thirty, we have Jim Plunkett, two-time Super Bowl champ. He's going to join the show. We talked to him on Monday about what he saw from the game against the Broncos week six. Now we're going to look ahead. We're going to look forward. We've been turning the page ever since Wednesday looking forward to the Eagles. So uh, going to talk about the Raiders, particularly the offensive side of things, about what to expect, what they should expect as they go into this week seven game right before the bye week with an opportunity to really make a big statement and end up in the bye week at 5-2. and two. Jim Plunkett will join us at one thirty. My guy Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll join us at two fifteen. break down some games, uh, also some UFC and and, DeMond, there is a lot of action going on in Las Vegas this weekend, starting last night, obviously, with the with the game, the UNLV game, the loss to San Jose State. Uh, there's Vegas Golden Knights. They're going to be uh, having a, a game, and, and that's going to go on. Obviously, the Raiders are playing. UFC action is going on. Uh, there's there's the, uh, the NASCARs going on downtown. I mean, there's all kind of stuff going on this weekend.
2: Everything. And you say UFC, and I don't know how closely you're a big UFC guy or not. Paulo, I'm, a, I'm, a
1: loose, I'm a loose UFC fan.
2: Paulo Costa, he hasn't been able to make weight. This guy, yeah. he, and he's a big muscular guy, too. Yeah. Like the fight was supposed to be at 185, and he's like, hey, guys, 185 ain't going to happen, man. Right, How about right. we do 195? And
1: they got into it already in the weigh-ins this morning, didn't they? Yeah. I he, thought I saw him in, uh, him in uh, the Italian Stallion beefing.
2: Yeah, because it's like, he's fat. Well, okay, obviously <laughs> he's muscular, but it's like, yeah. Right. At 185, I'm going to come in at 204. What do you think?
1: Right. So it's uh, what? The Italian Stallion and the Eraser, right? Those are the guys. And that is that his nickname, the Eraser?
2: Paulo Costa, I don't know if it's the Eraser. I, I think just, it is. Just I the the who, like who, I said, I'm the a, guy who always misses weight. That's what I doing. I'm him. a loose
1: UFC fan. I'm not someone that dives into each and every fighter, but I do believe that's who it is. And I think that we'll talk with uh, Lee Sterling. We'll talk about uh, that fight. We'll try to get some UFC action, possibly with him. He'll join us at 2.15 at 2.30. Ted Nguyen from The Athletic. He joins us. He always breaks down film. He does a great job of that for The Athletic. And he had a piece out on Jonathan Abram who I mentioned, and I think multiple people have mentioned. Raider Nation has been hitting us up all throughout the week and said Jonathan Abram had his best game probably of his career on Sunday. And the thing about it with Jonathan Abram I feel like we've said that a few weeks in a row, like he continues to get better and he's getting more comfortable in this Gus Bradley scheme. You're just, you're starting to see him really fill that void and and look like he's very comfortable out there and making a lot of plays. And he came up with a big game ceiling interception on uh, on Sunday against the Broncos. So we'll talk to Ted about Jonathan Abram, but we'll talk about the whole defensive side of things. We'll talk about Denzel Perryman, Corey Littleton. That's a guy that somebody uh, hit us up when we were talking about guys that are flying under the radar. Not a lot of people are talking about Corey Littleton, but he's playing good ball. He really is. And I know he was a free agent disappointment a year ago. I think he's playing some good ball. So we'll talk about a lot of the guys on the defensive side of things for the silver and black. We'll do that at 2.30 with Ted Nguyen. At 3 o'clock, our guy Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, he'll actually join the show. And we're going to talk a bunch of different things with him because he's our guy around town that covers just about Everything he does a great job, and so and it's fun. It's funny. You asked, uh, "Hey, what are we talking to Mick about before the show started And I said, "Well, we gotta we gotta talk about the the the, the Vegas loop. We gotta talk about this uh, potential loop that's going around that could be potentially going around and uh, have about fifty something stations here in town and go you know up to Legion Stadium. And it's funny we had a guy that uh, hit us up on Twitter throughout the course of the week and said, "Hey, uh, you need to get one of those guys on to talk about this because I want to hear more about it." And as soon as I told you that, you just said, "Yeah,
2: it's it's not going to happen. You're, you're just not feeling it. I'll believe it when I see it. Every city in, in the U.S. is talking about, we're going to have this great public transportation, and you guys are going to love it.
1: The Underground Travel Service. And the thing about this Underground Travel Service, it
2: looks really cool. 2055. <laughs> That's your anticipation date? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Twenty fifty five, I think yeah, I'll be in the uh, you know Well the thing getting about Getting up it, there in the years the thing about it I'll probably be tired of driving. <laughs> come in come in come in clutch. Well, you know,
1: it's funny because it's not like a train service. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing about it that kinda of trips me out is it's not uh, a proposal for a train. It's actually Tesla's. You know, and it's like it's like instead of going from
2: Yo, get Elon Musk about <laughs> out of here. Nope, nope. <laughs> Yo. I told you
1: I don't know how to drive a Tesla. Yo. I attempted to, and I don't know how to do. we
2: about to get bamboozled.
1: <laughs> we'll talk to Mick Akers at three o'clock all about it, and we'll see. Got to know uh, a scam when you see it. Where his level of uh, confidence is is this? But look, there's been uh, the Clark County Commissioner's office; they approved it, so that's a step. <laughs> Demond's not buying it at all. If you can see, we need to get a camera on Demond's face just so you can see the the fact that he is not buying it at all. You're not. You're not with it.
2: Love the city, don't want to move, but hey, man, everybody in charge ain't shouldn't be in charge, you know?
1: Oh, wow! All right, there he goes. Now, now he's really gonna try to get us in trouble. So, okay, Mick Akers is gonna join us at three I think o'clock. About that. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about now. I'm I'm guilty by association. Thanks. <laughs> We gonna have every pub- we gonna have every public <laughs> official waiting outside when we get off the air. That's awesome. Time for a change. <laughs> yeah, they gonna change your ass. <laughs> you were training Danny for a reason this morning. You ever trained someone to replace you? That's what happened. <laughs> You never be too eager to train somebody. So Mick Akers will join us from the Las Vegas Review-Journal coming up at 3 o'clock. We'll talk everything going on around town, including the fact that he's an Eagle fan. Cassie Soto, remember she told on him earlier in the week and said that he's a he's an Eagle fan. I saw she did him, say that. Yeah, and I saw him tweet out a picture of a bunch of Eagle fans that are flying in. I'll say this. There is a lot of Eagle fans on this plane that were flying in, but the plane didn't look very big. It really didn't. Like If, if you go to his Twitter right now and look at... Mick Akers on Twitter, look at his uh, his his account and, and look for the plane ride and the and the all the Eagle fans that are cheering, and then they go from the front to the back. It looks like it's very small section. I mean, I don't know about you, but it doesn't look like it's and it looks real it almost looks like <laughs> This is going to sound bad. It almost looks like a smuggler plane. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it almost looked like there's someone sending a, 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 something, a package to Pablo Escobar. You know I what can't mean?
2: stand you because that <laughs> thing looked packed. You know what it is? Like, they packed in there like sardines. Right. <laughs> Yo. That's what it looked like, right? So I'm not wrong. <laughs> they waving them towels. It looks like yeah. their hands already at the roof. <laughs> right. Exactly. You want to talk about sitting on top of each other?
1: I mean, them cats are literally sitting on top of each other. They That looks like a smuggler's plane. Like, they're, they're sending some packages to, to Escobar. I watched the movie. So did you.
2: Yo, I know people like, oh, man, I, I can't fly Spirit, but I don't even think Spirit looked that bad. <laughs> you know, that's everybody's go-to airline. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, I yeah, would yeah, never yeah. fly Spirit. On, ooh, on the cheap. Yeah, you know, I got the jokes, old yeah. I did that. I
1: actually, I actually <laughs> flew Spirit on my way to uh, Canton, Ohio when I made that last second dash to Canton, Ohio. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty nervous about it, but it was it worked out fine. You're nervous, I was. I had a couple of drinks to calm the nerves before. It was like a midnight flight, and I didn't
2: get there till six a.m. What you want to do? You want to see the pilot's like license or something? <laughs>
1: hey, look, man. Hey, man. We, you know, you know, you, you, you believe all some of the rumors, believe them all.
2: Where you go to school at? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm not really a pilot, but I, uh, you know, I slept in a motel last night and got some good sleep. I watched a lot of. Uh, this is my
2: first flight. I, I've been, I'm cold <laughs> on the simulation though. <laughs> yeah, my video games. My Yo. video game skills are up.
1: I did fly on a private uh, plane. It was a small plane one time from from uh, Waco, Texas to Houston to the Raiders Houston game. Matter of fact, and it was me, the wife, and the pilot. And that's all that were on the plane. <laughs> that's
2: how small the plane were. Oh dang! I thought this was gonna be like a fancy story. No, <laughs> oh,
1: no, no. We weren't fancy and nothing. It was just us three. It was cool though. We made it.
2: Obviously, one <laughs> time I flew private with the with the UNLV basketball team, and th- and it was. Oh, now the, you are fancy. Yeah. Okay. One of the biggest scams ever, though. When they say put your phone in airplane mode. Oh yeah. They that's didn't that's tell us to do it. No. Nobody no, said it. No. They didn't
1: tell us to buckle up. No. I never put my 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 phone in airplane we mode. We had blankets. I never do that. Never. That's 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 just that's just part of the the spiel. You know, that's just, that's just part of the speech. Oh, go ahead and put it in airplane mode. Why? Exactly. You don't have to. I ain't got no service up here nowhere. <laughs> right. Right. Unless you buy Wi-Fi, which is like, or extra Wi-Fi, which is like $10 or something. I'm not doing all that. I ain't doing all that. On
2: today's show, we attack the airline industry and everything <laughs> right. wrong exactly, with it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Demond, <laughs> <took me down laughs> Demond took me down this <laughs> path that I shouldn't have gone down. Yeah, you going to have every, everybody in the service industry after us today. Jeez. Don't get me started on hotels. I'm kidding. No, I ain't going there. I ain't going there. Matter of fact, I'm moving on. Jeff Benson. From Circa Sports, he's going to close out our guest lineup at 3.30 to talk about, well, he's going to talk some betting lines as well. We got Lee Sterling to talk some betting lines. Then we'll have Jeff Benson close us out with some NFL action. So that's the guest lineup for the show today. We're going to be very action-packed, of course, throughout the course of the show. When we don't have a guest, we want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200. We got the Dash text line, always wide open like some old-school TV antennas. Six nine one eight seven keyword RNR. Raider J from Sacramento already hit us up. Demon come in late again. (laughs) No, Demon came in early. You got to give him props. He came in early. He's fired up. He came in. He's been here all day. And then then on top of that, he was taking uh, selfies and tweeting them out at like 2 in the morning from the gym. So not only did he go to the UNLV game last night. Not only was was he at the gym super early in the morning, he was here running the boards and, and, and producing the show for the morning tailgate, and now he's here holding it down uh, during this show for the next four hours. Well, next three hours, and then you got Vinny's show too. Yeah, you're an all day dog. That's yeah, where they call you. I, something.
2: I didn't sleep. <laughs> so you're <laughs> delirious. Not, yeah, did not sleep. Real quick, because we did, like you said, this is a jam packed show. Let me give you my recap of the UNLV game. Nothing on the field related. So I go. Oh there. well, that's not that's not any fun.
1: You are delirious. All right, this is gonna be one of those days. I can see it already. No, no, it's not. It, okay. th- it, it was gonna get good. Okay, it's gonna get good. Cool. Go ahead. Before I throw the show question out there, and then we'll get to our first call that we have. Go ahead.
2: I'm really on the spot, but okay. Yeah, you <laughs> are. Homecoming. This was the official homecoming. Yeah, it was. Because I said the last game was homecoming. I was wrong. All right. But wrong. I said it yesterday was homecoming. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we all know homecoming. I go. I sit down in the student section. You know, I got to be immersed in it. All right. Here we go. Day starts off right already. Someone's like trying to pass their friend a burrito. I don't know if they were trying to give it to him, throw it away. I take the burrito. Eat the burrito. Already got a free burrito at the game already. Going well. First half is looking great. And then right before the first half, Charles, Charles Williams, the beloved Charles Williams, the Chuck Wagon. Chuck Wagon. He fumbles the ball, and we're just thinking, here we go again. But they have the lead. We have the lead. I put it on my Instagram story. I said, let's try this again because I put it on my story last time. We have the lead. So let's try it again. We have the lead, and here we go. Second half gets there, and UNLV just falls apart. Coach Arroyo played a little too conservatively. Right
1: before halftime, yeah.
2: Right before halftime. Going thought, into I halftime, thought, the fourth quarter, he played too conservatively. If you haven't
1: won a game, you've got to play to win. People say it all time about the Raiders. You know, hey, a lot of times they play not to lose to when they have the lead. They, and I'm talking about UNLV, should have been playing to win. They should have been with that time on the clock in the second half instead of, or in the first half, uh going into the locker room instead of just running the rock and this is just my opinion instead of running the ball running the ball running the ball and look fumbles aren't supposed to happen you're not supposed to fumble the ball and i know chuck wagon is probably beat up about that if anyone wants to win he wants to win uh he's the heart and soul of the team so i'm not trying to come down on him but i thought that they should have been a lot more aggressive
2: and i know that gutierrez the kicker has been he's automatic he was on a 15 kick in a row streak that's when that's when you then, miss though that's yeah, when exactly. you miss exactly fourth and one just go for it on fourth and one you know what do you, your have, defense to can't stop what do you have to lose what do you have to lose can't stop anybody Well so and the, the defense game. had been playing well,
1: but they had their moments where they weren't and they were so banged up. they had guys that were big- time players out. the defense the defense played played good at early, especially they were stopping them, they were making it difficult, they were causing turnovers they were playing well early. They, just, they were,
2: I'll give them that. They
1: just were on the field longer than they needed to be.
2: But Sam Gordon, we were talking about this in the uh, in the press conference in the last game. It was like, man, it seems like if a team needs to go down the field in the fourth quarter and score on UNLV, they can whenever they want. It's
1: because their defense is on the field too long. It's just one of those. That's like, exactly why. How many times have we talked about that with the Raiders? How many times have we said the Raiders' defense played really well and then all of a sudden they gassed out? You know, just it just happens. If you're on the field too stinking long, and especially if you're on the field for a long drive, then all of a sudden the offense gets out there and does a three and out, and then boom, you're back on the field, you're gassed. No matter how good your condition is, that's, that's everybody. They're
2: going to be gassed, and that's part of the problem. Definitely showed. So after the game, me, Paul Gutierrez, and some current students, we were all just talking about when's the last time we seen a game live, uh, a win live. One guy said he hadn't seen one since middle school. Paul said he hadn't seen one since 94. Oh. And it was just. Whoa. <laughs> Since 94? Well, that's the last time he's been to a game that they won.
1: Wow. I graduated high school in 94. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so
2: the long-suffering Rebel fans.
1: Well, there's always next week, and next week it's going to be a rivalry. That's a rivalry game. It's Reno.
2: Think that game's already? Damn. Yeah, UNR. Thank you for calling them UNR.
1: I only know that I only call that it, those initials because I always used to call unnecessary roughness UNR when I was in Texas, and so I was gonna say that here, and everyone's like, "Oh no, oh no, you can't use those initials. That's not gonna work here." And yeah. I realized real quick why it wouldn't work here. So yeah, there you go. A
2: couple of years ago, they tried to rebrand themselves as Nevada. Yeah, it's like, yo, y'all don't get that. Y'all don't get permission. No, You're no, like, they're, y- they're UNR. They're UNR. That's who they
1: are. That's fine. But now that's the next team up on the schedule because right now I got the schedule up in my uh, the office. The And there's a bunch of L's out there. It's a bunch of L's. Don't you got a show question to get to? <laughs> 118 is the time. This is Eagles week. Week 7. Got the bye week coming up after this game. The Raiders could be 5-2. and two. So, Raider Nation, I ask you. 702-365-9200. Ash text line 69187. Keyword RNR. What are your keys to the game? I like to do them on Fridays. What are your keys to the game? What, in your opinion, I'll give you my keys in a minute. What, in your opinion, must the silver and black do to ensure themselves a victory. We'll ask Jim Plunkett when he calls in at 2.30, or one thirty, excuse me. But I want to hear from you. Again, 702-365-9200. What are your keys to the game? What is it going to take for the Raiders to come away with a victory on Sunday? Let's start things up with a very patient gangster Raider. You're on the phone lines. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Or he was on the phone No, he's gone. There you go. Well, thanks for giving me the heads up on that. I guess we took too long to get to him. Apologize for that. Uh, feel free to call back, my man, if you want. Uh, and you can hit us up again at any time. As I mentioned, 69187, keyword R&R. That is the Ash text line. Raider J in Sacramento is busy today. He's, he's, getting, yeah, he's, he's, going, he's going in. He's, he's getting, getting his best time on because he is sending all kind of text. Boom, 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 boom. He's like rapid fire. Hey, DeMond, is UNLV playing to get the first pick?
2: Wow. Yo, he he, he wow. <laughs> got a lot of jokes there. <laughs> real wow. funny. You should be a comedian. Wow. That was a good one. Real funny guy. That was a good
1: one. For anyone looking for tickets, how about I tell you this? Tickets to what? To the tickets game to on Sunday. Raiders and Eagles. What? Vegas Raiders game day on Twitter put out a tweet, not going to be able to make it to Vegas for the Eagles game this weekend. I have two tech tickets in Section 119 that I want to sell. Hashtag Raider Nation. Let me know if you're interested, looking for 500 for the pair. And then he put a picture of uh, of the seats, and it looks really good. So you can find them on Twitter, at Vegas Raiders GD. That stands for game day. If uh, you're happy to be listening and thinking, hmm, $500 for a pair of seats that are really close, Section 119, why not? And I'm not even charging a broker fee for uh, making that little announcement. But, you know, Raider Nation wants it to be f- filled with with Raider fans. There you go. If you want to go, tickets are available for you. And I know there's other tickets that you can get as well that are out there, uh, you know, available on different websites. But I thought that was pretty interesting, especially with the the good seats. I mean, if you put a picture, of I don't know if you saw it yet, Damon, but the picture looks pretty good.
2: No, oh, no, I did see the picture. And those were some nice those seats. Those are some
1: really good seats. Yeah, right there. Can't miss it. So there you go. Seats are available. One twenty-one is the time. You want to take a quick break? Come on back. That's what we'll do. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back. We'll get a little bit of feedback, and then we'll get to Jim Plunkett as he'll call in at 1.30. I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Keys to the game. Week 7 versus the Eagles. What do the silver and black need to do to come away with the victory? Let's hear from you. This is Unnecessary Roughness. A little bit early on a Friday here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back back to Unnecessary Roughness, Roughness. here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. 125 is the time, coming up in just a few minutes. We'll have the great Jim Plunkett joins us every Monday following Raider games to talk about what he saw. This week, Well, on Friday, today, he's going to join us to talk about what he's expecting, what he should see. What he thinks that the Raiders will do against the Eagles coming up on Sunday. It's going to be great to catch up with Jim Plunkett once again this week. I did want to let you know that the Raiders injury report for Friday came out. It looks a lot better. Every day it's been getting a lot better. Nick Bowers, tight end, didn't participate. He's got a neck injury. He's not playing on Sunday. Matter of fact, they've already ruled him out. And uh, Rich Basaccia, he ruled him out, uh, I think, on Wednesday. He ruled him out and said he's not playing. But they officially, game status is out for Nick Bowers. Derek Carr, little finger injury, left finger injury. He had that glove on his finger after he threw that deep ball on, on Sunday against the Broncos. Uh, he's fine. He'll be good to go. Crosby dealing with the hip injury. He's been full all week long. He's fine. Wide receiver Brian Edwards got a hamstring injury. He was limited on Wednesday, full Thursday, full today. He's good to go. Cornerback Brandon Faison, hip injury, full all week long, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He's good to go. Jonathan Hankins, Big Bank Hank. Dealing with the hip injury, limited on Wednesday, full on Thursday, full today. Quentin Jefferson has been dealing with a personal issue. Rich Basaccia said that it was a, a issue that he was dealing with his family. They'll talk tomorrow, but he anticipates him playing on Sunday. That is something to pay attention to because Quentin Jefferson has been a very good uh, piece on that defensive line, that defensive tackle position. So uh, he's got a family matter that he's handling, and uh, Rich Bisaccia says that he believes he'll play on Sunday. So we'll see about that. Nick Wachowski dealing with the toe injury was limited on Wednesday full on Thursday. And also today, Dallin Levitt, the safety quad injury didn't participate Wednesday limited on Thursday. He's worked his way up to full today. So that's positive. Colton Miller. This was one that I wanted to pay attention to uh, the left tackle. He was dealing with a pec injury on Wednesday. He was limited Thursday and today uh, both full. So that's positive. Uh, Who else we have here? Darren Waller tight end. Darren Waller had a rest knee and ankle uh, injury that he was dealing with didn't participate on Wednesday was full on Thursday and limited today and I'll say the ankle part of that injury is new. That is not something that uh, he had earlier this week uh, it has not been on the report at all. It's been the knee and so he was limited today and he's got an ankle injury. I do anticipate him playing but it's still something to pay attention to. And uh, for the most part, everyone else is good to go. Unique Ngakwe, full. Denzel Perryman, full. Henry Ruggs, full. John Simpson, full. Solomon Thomas, full. Everyone's good to go. So that's, uh, that's a positive because the Raiders have dealt with a bunch of injuries so far throughout the course of this season. So uh, to see that they are, uh, they are pretty healthy, about as healthy as they could be, is a good sign. I know a lot of people keep hitting us up asking about Nicholas Morrow and Javen White. There's no update on those guys yet. No update at all. Uh, I'll tell you right now, and this is not a disrespect to any one of those guys, but the way that the linebackers are playing right now, uh, I'm not too worried about it. I'm really not. And I know that that they would be some great depth. I mean, they want to have Nicholas Morrow out there for depth, and Javen White's a guy that, of course, a local guy. We want to see him do well, but, I mean, he was just kind of walking into a new scenario anyway, a new situation. Looked like he had a little bit of something-something going during the preseason, got banged up in that Rams game, but... The way the linebackers are playing right now, uh, I'm not too worried about it. I think that they're uh, they're they're doing they're doing their job and they're doing it to a, a very high extent. So uh, that's the injury report for Friday, and then of course 90 minutes before game time on Sunday, we'll get the official who's in, who's out, who's activated, who's not. We'll get all that uh, prior to kickoff. 105 is the kickoff right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. You can hear the game live, or you could be there live in person uh, at Allegiant Stadium. Of course, I'll be doing. Uh, the pregame pregame show so at uh, 10 o'clock 10 to 11 we like to call it cues kickoff from Coors light landing uh the little the torch right behind the torch is where we'll be at and uh, we'll do the pregame pregame show so 10 to 11 then we'll pass the sticks on to jt and eric allen that'll uh, hold it down from 11 to kick off and pass the sticks on to brent musburger and lincoln kennedy as they hold it down
2: you got any guests
1: I'll have plenty of guests. Oh, it's only a one I, hour show, yeah. Because I was like, I might, you know. I
2: might stop by. You know? I mean, yeah, feel
1: free to stop by. I've, I've, and, and thrown out the invite to to Clay to stop by, and uh, yeah, if you come by, come on by. Uh, hey, man, there's an extra headset there. You get, you could hop on. Of course, we'll do a little bit of preview for the game, but uh, yeah, you, you're you're more than welcome to stop by, man. That's all you got to do. Uh, got a text on the Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven, keyword R and R. Keys to the game is to play up-tempo, play hard, and not play down to the competition. Also, I tried to be a comedian, but heard crickets as I was alone outside. That's also from Raider J in Sacramento, who's very busy. And I know that you want me to get to this text from Daniel, but I am not. I don't think I'm going to get to it. I think I'm just going to go ahead and skip it. It's not really anything.
2: Yo, y'all want to hear it? <laughs>
1: Do y'all want to hear it? <laughs> nah, Jim Plunkett's calling in. We ain't nah, got time. Nah, know he we, ain't. Got we got time. the time.
2: Daniel said, "Damon is training someone else, question mark? Bet time to give time to give you right Daniel give the people what they want DeMond co-hosting with you from two to four full-time hashtag do it for the well
1: if you keep saying it like that you ain't gonna be you ain't gonna be co-hosting nothing if it take you that long to spit it out
2: hey man. <laughs> Man. Look at you hating, boy! I ain't
1: hate. It was hating. The way, it was the yeah. way you were
2: building yo, it up. Yo, Daniel, 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 come back and text me. Text again, Daniel. And let us know what's you going on. You can't even
1: hold on. Why are you? Why are you holding on to your mic like yo, you that? Try- was smooth. though that was no, smooth. You seen you see nothing smooth yo, about that. Yo, yo, I felt okay. Like. I'm telling, I'm, let me who, go ahead. Who was one of
2: those old cats that, that worked with a mic like that?
1: Yeah, the I'm, guy that doesn't have the job in the radio anymore because he broke the mic. No, okay, he I was talking about like a singer. Yeah, like, well, like a, like I'm, I'm telling you about the guy in radio who continues to mess with his mic. Leave the damn thing alone.
2: Like a James Brown or something. Leave
1: it alone. <laughs> this dude's trying to tear the equipment up, man. You know the engineer's right in the other room. You know he's listening. He's he like Big Brother, man. You
2: he drive he snitching?
1: I'm not. <laughs> That's your mic. My mic is fine. Got a text 69187. I got to agree with you, the linebackers, but I do think Morrow would be an outside off the bench. or He'd be uh, outside off the bench over Kukowski. I know I spelled that wrong. No, that's all good. I understand what you're saying. Uh, Good stuff. I do like that. Uh, We'll get back. DeMond and him tearing up the microphones here in the studio in a minute because right now we have Jim Plunkett on the phone line and Jim we thank you so much for your time it's always great to catch up with you following the Raiders game but now it's fun to talk to you prior to a Raiders game so this week the Eagles come to town uh, the Raiders are sitting there 4-2 and two right now with an opportunity to head into the bye week at 5-2 and two if they can come away with a victory uh, what are your expectations just from Derek Carr uh, the, the leader that he is off the field and obviously on the field how important of a game is this going to be for him?
3: Well, not only for him, but uh, you know everybody else on the football team. But you're right. I think after two losses, two straight losses after starting the season three and zero, oh, uh, you know the offense was struggling a little bit, but they bounced back very strongly last week, uh, and uh, it looks like you know they're ready to go. They beat the Broncos, who, who are struggling themselves. But uh, you know I think it was a good indication that they they're on better footing right now. Uh, Derek Carr is having a heck of a year. He's you know second in passing only to Tom Brady. In the league, so you know things are looking up, and they ran the ball uh, pretty effectively last week, also against the uh, Broncos.
1: knowing what kind of defense the the Raiders have, and they've been having and playing with this year so far. If you're the offense, and if you're if you're the the Rich are the head coach, and you're you're the team, and you win the coin toss, would you prefer to put your offense on the field first or your defense?
3: I, I you know, I, being a quarterback, I always want the ball first. <laughs> you know, that's just the way I am. Uh, the only time I would, you know maybe uh, lean the other way as in extremely bad weather, uh, either you know, a, a rainstorm, uh, uh, heavy winds. Uh, you know, then I would like to you know, kick off, have them go against the wind, and hopefully get the ball back in good field position, and then get the ball on the second half as well.
1: Is there anything to you know, going into the locker room and then coming out knowing that you're going to get the ball a little bit extra juice, does that motivate the offense a little bit more?
3: Oh I think so especially you know especially if they've been doing well in the first half uh, you know they, you know you're kind of excited you want the ball uh, you want to be able to get off to a good start Second half as well as the beginning of the game, uh, but you know, uh, you know. Otherwise, you know, it is what it is. If, if mm-hmm. you get the ball in the first half, the other team gets the ball in the second half. You know, you you, you just got to go with the flow, and uh, you know, uh, when you do get the ball, you know, move it in the, in the right direction and put some points on the board.
1: Talking right now with two-time Super Bowl champ Jim Plunkett here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. The Eagles' defense, the linebackers look like they're the weakest link right there. Uh, how do you think that Greg Olson should attack those linebackers? It just really expose them. For who they are,
3: well, you know it's uh, you know they're off to a two and four start. They're struggling, obviously, uh, and you know first of all, you know I'd go play action pass. You know you know they are struggling a little bit, so you, you fake the uh, runner into the line. They, they, you know they want to they want to do better. They want to stop their run, and I think they're more susceptible to that play action pass uh, because they are struggling. They're, you know, they they want to make some stops, get the ball back for their offense. And, you know, I think that's a good way to attack them.
1: You know, and, and they are struggling to stop the run as well. And how, how tempting is it for an offensive coordinator or even just an offensive minded uh, coach to, to just say, hey, you know what, let's, let's attack them with the run game. But how important is it just to stay balanced?
3: Oh, it's always important to stay balanced. If you can, you know, there's right. no question about it. If you're running the ball well, you know, you don't want to go too far away from that and pass too much. And, and, and if you can't run the ball, uh, then you know you 're going to have to throw and put the ball in the air a little bit more than you 'd like to, but you know running normally is uh, you know the first choice, but if you can 't do that you know with the way the game is today and the spread offense and the guys who have you have out there with speed and who can really catch the ball you know you don 't hesitate to 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 put the ball in the air early either uh, but you know in my era it was a little different back then uh, didn 't have that spread offense very much, and uh, you know you wanted to run the ball and and just run it down somebody's throat but as i said if you can't then you got to start throwing the football
1: last week we saw Derek carr hit Kenyon drake on a nice wheel route uh against denver and that was the 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 best i mean that was one of the best plays i've seen Kenyon drake make so far since he was with the raiders and then he had a a nice run as well but uh when the linebackers are struggling uh how much would you kind of lean towards that a wheel route or even getting the ball to a back out of the backfield because you know that the linebackers that's their responsibility
3: yeah, it is. You know, you, you play action and uh, have those linebackers take a step up and give that uh, the back out of the backfield an opportunity to get, uh, you know, out into the pass route or just, you know, just throw the ball more. Make them cover from sideline to sideline. And as you said, they are struggling. They're having a tough time stopping the pass. Um, you know, keep the pressure on. Make them, you know, chase those guys from behind and and come up with some big plays that way.
1: Talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. And if if you're the the captain in the locker room and you're sitting at four and two, you have an opportunity to go into your bye week at five and two with a victory. What is the message that you're telling your teammates this week?
3: Well, you know, I wasn't much of a talker to tell you the truth. You know, <laughs> I, I just try to go out there and do my job. But you know, you know, you give encouragement. You know, we get this game on. We got a bye. Uh, it'd be nice to be at five and two. So you know, uh, know your assignments. Uh, no penalties, and you know, uh, we can we can get this job done if we if we play the kind of game that we that we played recently.
1: What is the feeling of a player knowing that hey, this is the last game we have before a bye, and we're going to get a little bit of a break?
3: I, you know, I don't think they're, they're thinking that so much of that. You know, they just want to go out there and win the football game. You know, a break is fine. You know, in the old days you didn't have breaks. So you just <laughs> played through the entire season. Right. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, a break comes in handy, especially if you have injuries. I think the coaches want their break more than anybody else. But they don't want it if you're on a roll. Right. Okay, but if you have some injuries, then, you, you know, it's a time to lick your wounds and, and get ready in two weeks
1: no doubt about it we're talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on Raider Nation Radio 920 unnecessary roughness and as far as the crowd at Allegiant Stadium we saw the bears when they came in it was very uh, there's a very big bears contingency there obviously the eagles are going to have a lot of fans there but raider nation is going to be very loud how much energy can the can the players on the field get from the raider crowd that's going to be there on sunday
3: you know it's always have it's always great to have you know your fans behind you yelling and screaming and uh, pulling for every play that uh, you run down on the football field, uh, you know I, nothing replaces a fan base. You know people don't understand it, you know, but it's just a great feeling when you go into another stadium and they're booing you and stuff <laughs> like that. It's hard to get, you know, it's hard to hear for one thing, uh, and uh, and you know it's it's a bit of a struggle. You know, it's it's more of a mental thing I think than that, you know, an actual physical thing going on. Uh, but it's great to have those fans support you.
1: We always talk about outside noise. We hear coaches talk about outside noise, and the players just kind of drown that out and don't listen to it. But how difficult is that, especially when you're playing well and and, and people outside media is talking about you, fans are talking about you, you keep hearing how good you are. How difficult is that to block out?
3: Come on! You hear things like that. You want to hear more of it. <laughs> you don't want to block it out at all. The time is when you're struggling, and you know, all everything you hear and see is negative. Right. Uh, so you know, I think that to, to, when you have that support behind
1: you, you're feeling pretty darn well. Do you do you ever have a struggle when it comes to believing the hype? Because they always say, "Don't believe the hype," because that's when you'll end up. You know, you'll you'll end up falling. Well, I, I think most
3: players, you know, concentrate on their job, uh, doing the best job they can when they're out there, uh, coming up with big plays when they can. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, you know, the hype is great, uh, but I think most players are more mature now, and and you know, uh, they, they go out there and do their job, and and uh, you know, the hype is great, but it, it's not going to affect the players
1: so much. Talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty, Unnecessary Roughness. Just got a couple more questions for you sure. this week. The Eagles are bringing in a, a defense with a secondary and a big-time defensive back in Darius Slay. He's been holding down a lot of the big-time receivers so far this year. And Ruggs and Edwards, they've been stretching the field. Derek Carr has been getting in the ball. What is the strategy? What should be the plan of attack when you have a guy like Darius Slay out there who makes big plays?
3: Well, you know, sometimes uh, the, the, uh, the plan is to stay away from You know, go to your other receivers who aren't covered by them and, you know, get them the ball. But, you we know, we've got four guys who are really having great years, in Waller, Edwards, Renfro, and, uh, you know, of course, Ruggs. And, you know, they're going to have their hands full. But, and, and, but the other philosophy is just to go after them and beat them and really discourage them after a while if you get some nice receptions against them. So, you know, I don't know how they're going to approach it, but uh, they're not going to shy away.
1: And final question for you, Jim, and we always appreciate your time. What would be your what would be your keys to the game? How would you plan to attack, Eagles, and, and have the Raiders come away with the victory?
3: Well, they are struggling. You know, you want to look for big plays early in the game uh, to really you know get them down early if you can. Uh, and and second-guessing themselves uh, because they are struggling. So you come up with some big plays during the course of the game, especially early. You know, I I think that's going to set the tone for the rest of the game.
1: There you go. There it is, the great Jim Plunkett with us here. And uh, I definitely appreciate your time. Me and you are going to start having a relationship. I mean, we'll be talking again on Monday, and hopefully we'll be talking about a Raiders victory. But thank you for your time and your insight. I appreciate you, and we'll talk soon. My pleasure. All right, there he goes. It's the great Jim Plunkett, two-time Super Bowl champ. Yeah, man, we talk every other day. As I'm going to say at some point, oh, yeah, me and Jim, we just talk all the time. That's my homeboy. We talk every couple couple days. We're good. So uh, a lot of good insight there. It's always great to catch up with the great Jim Plunkett here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And uh, the Eagles defense is good. It's not great. They have areas that are very vulnerable, like the linebackers. The team is struggling. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about the Raiders' chances in this game.
2: They don't like to run the ball. And I don't back.
1: and I don't understand why they don't because they have a running back that's good, you know he really is. I, I just I don't I don't get it, but that's not for me to worry about. You know it's just keys to the game. It's what is going to cause the Raiders to be successful. What do they need to do to go out and be successful? I like what Jim Plunkett said. It's just hey you know go attack them. They're not playing well. They're kind of down. Even go after Darius Slay. I wouldn't be mad if Derek Carr went after Darius Slay. Go after him. Test him early. I know he's big play Slay. He's he's a damn good DB. He went after Xavier and Howard. Go after, you know, go after these cats. Why not? You got the dogs. He has trust in those guys. He believes in them. So I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. And we thank Jim Plunkett for joining us on the show today. He's our first guest starting us off. And we got a laundry list of guests. We we're very excited about. But want to hear from you. 702 365 9200 And also the Salmon Ash text line, six nine one eight seven keyword RNR. Keys to the game. What do the Silver and Black need to do to come away with the victory on Sunday and improve to five and two? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Hey, Raider Nation, this
0: is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920.
1: Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation
3: Radio Station 920. (laughs)
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness,
2: Unnecessary roughness
1: here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. 147 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Still got a few more minutes in the first hour of today's show. Today's show, we're going three hours long, three hours strong. Uh, took over an hour early as uh, filling in for JT the Brick. So we want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. Also the salmon-ash text line 69187. Keys to the game. What are your thoughts on Sunday's game against the Eagles? What do the Silver and Black need to do to leave Allegiant Stadium with a smile on their face, with a dub under their belt, and 5-2 and two going into the bye week? Got a text right now. seven and Ash text line. Big dub Raider. Can't believe I missed a half an hour. Didn't know y'all started at 1. Hoping the Raiders come out to a fast start again and put the Eagles away early. Go Raiders. And then... Got a text, again, from Raider J from Sacramento. Damn, Q-Pool to Damon. I don't even know what that means, but that's cool. <laughs> it's cool.
2: No, he means that as a pejorative, and I don't like it. Spell that word you just said. <laughs> spell that word, young man. You know how to spell it. Oh, I do.
1: 702-365-9200. <laughs> Let's go on out to the Raider Nation. Listen line. Talk to our guy, G-Money. What's on your mind, G-Money?
3: hey what's happening man the uh you know i'm looking at this game i'm scratching my head i'm like uh why is why are the raiders only a three-point favorite it should be about a six-point favorite you know sometimes it's a coaching transition that might mess things up so they probably lost three points because of that but print instant coin in your pocket take uh sprinkle some money
0: line play on uh and take the Raiders this weekend, make some coins.
1: Thank you. All right, there you go. Nice, little gambling, and we'll get some gambling in on today's show. We got Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He's going to join us at 2.15, and then we got Jeff Benson from the Circo Sports. He'll join us at 3.30, so we'll have your fill there, and that is one of those things, man. They're only three-point favorites at home against a struggling Eagles team, but again, I think that the Eagles, especially with the ability, just the athletic ability of Jalen Hurts, what he's able to do with his legs, I, I, I think that that, they get a little bit of a, a bump for that. And then on top of that, and as many people have pointed out, that's called in Texas throughout the course of the week. These kind of games where there are teams that the Raiders should win, those are the ones that a lot of Raider fans are nervous about. Really nervous about because those are the ones that they just haven't really showed up to, just like Chicago a couple weeks ago. You no,
2: know, the linesmaker saw how the Eagles were able to cover against that game against the Buccaneers. That's a good point, too. They were just like, no, 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 this team, they'll put up some points, even if they're down big.
1: That's a good point. No, that's and and thank you. That's that's uh, that's some good uh, info right there. So yeah, that's that's a good that's a good reason. And that's that's I can see that I going guess. for two when they, like people were sick when they went for two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens, man. That how's that's how it happens. Matter of fact, that game last night. Uh, the Browns and the Broncos, matter of fact, is the Broncos now are on a four game losing streak. So anyone who was worried about the Broncos, it. I mean, do you anyone that, <laughs> you know, anyone that was worried about the Broncos and their hot start, don't have to worry about that now. Right. As they're, they're up there wondering about all kinds of things. Their head coach, Vic Fangio, pushed back his media session today in an extra hour. So he was probably in the principal's office getting a <laughs> talk <you> to. <laughs> That's what happens when I push things back an hour. That means I'm in the office and some things some bad things are going on. No, he
2: was getting the notes ready. He was getting prepared. What am I going to say, Vic? How's the team lost four straight? Hey man, your answer is as good as mine.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is they were they were three-point uh they were three-point favorites in that game and then no, they were two points, excuse me. They were two-point favorites in that game and so if you if you took them in the points, you lost because Cleveland won by 3. So you know, that's, that's always one of those situations where Case Keenum. Yeah, exactly. And there's, I'm sorry. I don't mean to divert this to a Denver Broncos conversation. I'll there's absolutely no reason to lose to case Keenum and a third string running back. Now I'm not trying to diss the running back. Cause Never he played well before he played, uh, but he played well, he did. And I will say this, and I'm not a bill Callahan guy. Anyone who knows me knows that I do not like bill Callahan,
2: but we should call him Lincoln too. Bill Callahan
1: is a damn good offensive line coach. Damn good offensive line coach. One of the best in the business. Head coach, not so much. Didn't like what he did when he was with the Silver and Black, even though he took them to the playoffs. You know, we all are the Super Bowl. We all know how that shook out. But not a fan of him. But, man, he's good at, 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 at putting an offensive line together because they were banged up throughout the whole team, and they found a way to beat the Broncos. So, one, that's, a, that's, a, that's bad on Denver, and then you got to give him a little bit of credit for getting that that offensive line prepared uh all right 702, 702 365 9, i was gonna uh hit up the salmon ass text line but i did not want to do that you got another call over there that you want me to get to uh no we do oh, not go okay. back to this denver game
2: <laughs> no i don't want to go back to the denver game it's not a, I don't oh, wanna... well, okay good i'll tell you what was on my mind okay. G money didn't sound like a g money i was expecting what, what, what G-Money did you think? I, I don't know. You G- can't judge a, a a
1: person by their name or their voice on the radio. I was radi- I
2: was have I not to told them. you the radio story about voices yet? Have nope. I not told you I that? Don't, I don't think you have. Okay. I'll tell you real quick because uh, I wanted to say my my brother's keeper. <laughs> and I don't think G-Money was going to feel what I was I don't down. think
1: G-Money knew. No. G-Money, his name was G-Money because his name probably starts with a G and he was talking about making some money. So that's why his name was G-Money. But... I'll tell you this, when I was a new booty in the radio game, very new booty, brand new to the game, I was doing overnights in Stockton at KWIN, shout out to Stockton, and I was on the phone line because, you know, people don't call at 2, 3 in the morning, but when they do, you get excited. So I answered the phone, and the, it was a girl there, and she sounded pretty cute. Talked to her for about two and a half, three hours. She said, hey, you should come by and see me after you get off the air. I'm like, great, 6 a.m.? You want me to come by and see you? Sure, I will. And I drove up to her house, and she came outside, and she was a complete mud duck. She was awful, and I kept it pushing. (laughs) I kept it pushing. I was was like, oh, I'm in the wrong neighborhood. I got to go. You had the real-life Friday moment? I had a real-life Friday moment, yeah. You don't look like Janet Jackson. You look more like Freddie Jackson, yeah. It was all bad, (laughs) all bad. And that's when I learned that just because they sound good on the phone don't mean that they look good. (laughs) <laughs> and normally, and the other thing I learned real quick, fast, in a hurry if they're on the phone with you at three in the morning, good chance they don't look good because the good looking ones got something to do and it ain't talk to your ass. <laughs> 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 Why are you doing? That girl look like that, <laughs> right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That was one of my early lessons though on radio.
2: <laughs> Man, I'm down bad. Just saying. All right, but now we're going to go out to Allen in Vegas. Can you top that? <laughs> Allen, what's on your mind, brother?
0: Hey, Q. Yo. Buy me a Afford is my birthday. Do what? The buy me Afford It's my birthday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you.
0: Hey, to jump on this Bronco beatdown, the Browns, they marched down the field on the opening possession. They got seven on the board just to make things worse for them. And I was running for the Browns hard last night.
1: Right, right, no doubt, no doubt. That was uh, that was a uh, that was a hell of a, a performance by a running back that nobody had heard of in Denver. They were just terrible.
0: Oh yeah, hey, um, let me jump into the Raiders real quick. Okay, uh, big keeps the game for me. I definitely want to see them come out of the tunnel with the same energy as last weekend. I get last weekend, the dust has still not settled, but now you're coming home. Now you're coming to the fans. You shut up the haters for one week, but is this – can you keep going with the same energy or is it just a one-and-done
1: right. type of thing? Right. No, great. Hey, great stuff. Thank you for the call, Alan. Appreciate you. Man, y'all got fast. man. Folks are quick on the dial. Yo, no.
2: they're not trying to hear nothing I we got to say. No, I
1: ain't mad at them. Uh, no, but that's the biggest key. That's one of the biggest keys is can they come out with that same energy? It's something that we talked about earlier in the week. You know, is that something that's sustainable? I think we talked about it on Tuesday. Is that same energy sustainable? And I liked what – what Rich Versace has said on Wednesday, and I don't know if you have that soundbite we could play before we take a quick break, where he was talking about emotions. He was saying that, uh, you know, because s- someone asked him, I can't remember who asked him, maybe it was, it might have been Vinny, it might have been, might have been Tashaun. I'm not too sure exactly who asked him. Now that I said those two names, it was probably like Paul Gutierrez. But either way, it was uh, somebody asked him about the emotions and if there was a possible emotional letdown after what they did last week. I thought it was a great answer. From Rich, and so here it is. Here, here's Rich Besacchi talking about emotions and him being concerned with an emotional letdown.
2: You know, emotions are, are part of all of us. Emotions are part of the game. Emotions are part of our practice, and and uh, emotions are a humanistic quality. So, am I concerned? No. I think we all have to decide how we're going to respond to everything that happens in our lives, whether it's um, something that happened before, something that's going to happen later, or something that's getting ready to happen right now. How we respond to everything really is just kind of how we forge our identity.
1: I love it. I love that answer right there. I thought that was great because that kind of answers that question that Alan was just asking. It, was, it answers the question that I was asking earlier in the week. You know, no, he's not expecting an emotional letdown because it's up to you on how your emotions are going to, you know, how, how you're going to be affected emotionally. What are you going to do? How are, how are you going to let your emotions affect you? I, I thought that that was a, a hell of an answer. And I'll tell you, man, it's a small sample size, and I don't want to get way too far ahead of myself and get too fired up, but I like what I'm hearing. I like what I'm seeing from Rich Passaccia as the head coach. I don't know if this is in the cards for him long-term, but I like what I see right now. I really do. I think, he's a, I think he's a good guy for the job. And clearly when Mike Mayock and Mark Davis and company all made the decision to say, hey, this is going to be the guy. There's a reason why he was the, the assistant head coach to begin with. Because everyone knew that he had some kind of qualities in him. You, you heard the reactions from the players when he was named the interim head coach. Every player to a tee was excited for him. There's, there's a quality there that he has that is shining through right now. And I'm so interested and so excited, really, to see how this ride goes the rest of the season with him at that spot and what happens long-term. 157 is the time. That's going to close out our number one of the show. Come back. We'll take some more calls and texts. I do want to remind you about the clear app, so I'll do that as well. This is Unnecessary Roughness, a little bit longer show than normal, and that's okay here on Radio Nation Radio 920.